to be praised today. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. We come to worship you, to lift you up, Lord. Amen. No matter what's happening in the world, we know that always something good is always happening in the kingdom of God, right? Amen. It's great to be here. It's great to see everyone here today. Amen. To come to gather together to worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. And uh, you may you may be seated today. Obviously, things are a little different if you see me up here Sunday morning, but. Uh, going to start the year off uh, <clears throat> doing something a little different to help uh, hopefully get us all on the right page and uh, moving in the right direction for this year. And um, just, you just, uh, you know, as, as a pastor, you just wish that everyone was here, right? You know, well, I don't know what we would do if everyone was here, you know, but uh, that's, uh, Hopefully they're all watching online. But uh, today, um, uh, and, and actually the next uh, two weeks or so, um, you'll be seeing me here uh, in the morning and just kind of getting us all on the same page as best we can uh, so that we can have the best year that we've ever had before. Amen? I'm really looking forward for a great year. Amen. Not just in the church, but in your life and your family. And I believe that if we put God first, we will see great things happen. Amen. And so uh, today uh, I'm going to go through what I uh, have put together for um, the the new members class that I teach. Uh, And it's it's been a while since that's happened. Uh, Lots of crazy things happening. But... um, uh, I don't know if, if many of you, most of you have been here even before before me or even before I made this uh, class and lesson. So um, it's another way that we can all get on the same page so that you know uh, more about us and uh, everything that uh, new members that come in, uh, this is what they are going through so that we all can be on the same page. So if you can start with the, uh, uh, the slides up there. And um, going through that, next slide, please. The, uh, the next slide. Okay, so starting from the very beginning um, of, of our church, bringing us all back, uh, it was established in, in 1960 by a Brother Robert Elkins from Newcastle, Indiana, was the first pastor. There he is and his family. Uh, felt the call of God uh, to come from Indiana to come down here to start a church uh, where there was nothing down here before. And so that's obviously a God thing. And so we are here because of their sacrifice, that somebody else answered the call of God and look what happened because of that. And so that that translates to us when when God is speaking to us and he wants us to do something, uh, we, we can become selfish and think it's all about us, but really, uh, look, how, look how many lives the Elkins have touched because they answered the call in their life. And so if we answer the call that God is calling to us, we're going to reach more lives than we can do ourselves. But again, we got to make that commitment and sacrifice, and they made such a commitment to come all the way down here from Indiana to southwest Florida. Okay, so next slide, please. And so the first church building was located on New York Drive, uh, just a simple four-walled four, four walled, uh, wood building. 
nothing much to to talk about. I mean, uh, where we are now is is so much further than what they had. And uh, I mean, I may I see some lights. I don't know if I see any fans, uh, but you can imagine uh, down here in just a wood shack. Uh, how blessed we are, right? We are blessed. I mean, we get a little cranky when it gets a little stuffy in here. Uh, we need to count our blessings because what they went through so that we can be here, I mean, we have nothing to complain about, right? Uh, and so that's the first building there off uh, 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 80 up there by uh, Tice area. Um, so... Uh, if you get some time, why don't you tr take a drive around the area and, and see where we came from. Uh, we've come a long way. Next slide, please. Uh, so in 1962, <laughs> wait till your birthday, brother. Wait till your birthday. Uh, in 1962, they bought an acre of land, uh, 3920 Ballard Road, and built the new church there. Uh, moving across the, the streets uh, down that area, and obviously uh, you can recognize that uh, young man uh, the, that was there 60 years ago, young man. Uh, so, uh, but he does like to claim that he, uh, he may be the oldest, but he's not the oldest member, uh, long-standing member. That would actually be his wife. His wife was here before him. Uh, I think he chased her here. Uh, I don't know the whole story, but uh, I doubt she gave him the time of day. But something happened. Uh, so um, there we are. We've come a long way. Uh, next slide, please. So after uh, they bought the land, they built the church. Uh, in 1976, they built a, a larger building um, the, from the blessings of the Lord. Uh, how far we have, they have, we have come from that wood building in just uh, 15 years or so. Uh, and so the next slide, please. And so then in 1987, uh, brother and sister Bruce were voted in to be the pastors of here, Fort Myers, uh, the APT. Um, and uh, they're still here, obviously. Um, and, and so next slide, please. And, and so then in 1989, uh, they sold the, uh, the building over there, uh, Malcolm, uh, Markham and Ballard Street. Um, and, and then next slide. Uh, and so then they began having uh, church services in the Villas Community Center uh, for four years. What, uh, 13 years or so was it? 14 years uh, meeting in a community center. Uh, and if you've ever done that before, that's not fun because you got to set up and tear down every week. Uh, and uh, it's uh, by the hand of God that uh, they, they made it that far, made it through that time um, in order to sacrifice so that we can be here today. Uh, and so, again, uh, the, the Elkins sacrifice, what they've done, and the Bruce's sacrifice uh, to get us to where we are here today. And so we just don't walk through the doors and, and we, we see all of this, but so much happened behind the scenes and, and the years that has gone into building uh, the APT the way it is today. Uh, and so we have a responsibility uh, to continue carrying the, the fire and the sacrifice uh, and everything that has been handed to us, whether we realize it or not, we've been handed a lot of things. 
Uh, we stand on the shoulders of those that have gone before us. Uh, and so it doesn't end with us. We have to continue allowing it to flow through us and pour into others in the next generation uh, so that uh, even more lives will be touched um, from what we do for the kingdom. Again, it's not about us and what we do. It's all about the kingdom of God and that God is building his church and he needs helpers and needs laborers to do it. Uh, and, and those that uh, commit and are faithful that uh, God blesses them and blesses uh, many lives uh, around us, many people that we will never even see or hear or touch or talk to, but uh, uh, God's, God's hand is in it all. Amen. Next slide, please. Uh, and so um, then in 1991, uh, purchased the six acres here on Plantation Road. Um, and then began construction in uh, 2002, um, where uh, we are standing now on that foundation. Next slide, please. Uh, and so in February 2003, uh, everything was uh, completed. Uh, and so this is, this is where, this is it. Um, and, and can you believe that's been, that's 20 years ago. That's, a, that's amazing. This is... Uh, this building is 20 years old, um, and uh, it still uh, looks good. We could do our part as as uh, uh, members to keep to do our part to keep clean and all these things. And God has blessed us and blessed this building, and uh, countless and uh, hundreds and thousands of lives have been touched and reached uh, through these doors. And we're believing that's going to be many more uh, in the years to come. Amen. Amen. Next slide, please. Uh, and then uh, t February 2014, me and my wife were voted in to be the, the pastors here, and we are we are blessed to to be here and to take the the baton and continue on uh, the great heritage and of the great work that has been done before us. Uh, and so, and, and you are all here as well uh, to do that uh, with us. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, and so uh, we have a growing, a growing area down here, and it's more and more people are moving, and this place is booming, uh, and, and we need to keep up uh, with it, with preaching the gospel. And this was my uh, vision for 2040, that we have uh, multiple uh, churches and preaching points, because uh, one, one, building down, one building is not going to be able to house the revival that God has in store for this area. I mean, we're talking, there's already over 700,000 people down here, uh, and even if it's just 1%, that's 7,000 people. Uh, try building a building uh, for 7,000, and that's just reaching 1%. And so we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, and more and more people keep coming, and so we have to uh, make sure that we are doing our part in uh, spreading the gospel and planting seeds around us that God would water and give up the increase because it's his church, and he is adding to the church, and he is building his church, and so we want to do everything that we can uh, to help uh, God do what he wants to do. Amen. Next slide, please. Uh, and we are not just a, uh, a, a independent church uh, on our own here, but we are a part of uh, a, a worldwide organization, United Pentecostal Church International. We are a global church as Jesus commanded his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel. 
and so uh, we may seem like we are just alone down here, but we are really not. We are connected to thousands upon thousands of churches. Uh, UPCI has been the fastest growing organization since it formed in 1945 by the merger of Pentecostal Church Incorporated and the Pentecostal Assemblies of Jesus Christ. From 521 churches in 45, now over 42,000 churches uh, worldwide, uh, including preaching points. Uh, and so we are a growing church as God is doing his will and pouring out his spirit. Uh, over 40,000 ministers, and we have uh, almost 5 million um, uh, uh, constituents or, or saints or people that are connected and uh, uh, attend a church in over 228 nations and territories. We, um, we're, we're almost, uh, I think we've almost reached every single country out there. Um, uh, obviously, many of them are probably um, uh, on the, the low key where we can't really broadcast uh, uh, what we are doing in those cities but in, in those countries, but um, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach to every nation. And so if every nation is hearing the gospel, you know what that means is meaning uh, the return of Jesus is even closer if every nation has been touched and every tongue and every kindred and every people are being preached to and hear the word of God, then uh, we know that it is time uh, for uh, him to return uh, after uh, a a global harvest, a global revival. I believe that it has happened. It, it, it's hard. It's hard to uh, talk about it because we 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 live in our own bubble, right? I mean, and and if if we're not seeing uh, hundreds of souls pouring here, it's it's hard to to buy into that. But we have to understand and know that uh, all across the world, thousands and thousands of people are being filled with the Holy Ghost and being added to the church. Uh, a lot more of it is happening outside America than in America, but I believe America has a revival that is coming for her, amen, and we, we are a part of that. We have to do our part for the revival in America and a revival in Fort Myers and Lee County and the surrounding areas, uh, and so we have to uh, be the ministers uh, of the gospel everywhere we go, um, and those that we know and that we can have an impact on. Man, next slide, please. Uh, and so this is obviously uh, our, our weekly schedule of events, Sunday services. Tuesday we do grow groups uh, during semesters times. Uh, Wednesday, ladies' prayer. Thursdays are midweek, and then we also have many other events uh, happening uh, throughout uh, the month. Um, and next slide, please. Uh, and, and so... Our, our mission here uh, at Apostolic Praise is, is right there in our logo, is to help people find him, help people follow him, and flourish in him. Because finding him is great, but that's, that's just the beginning, isn't it? Uh, and then you got to start following him and, and becoming a disciple uh, and living li your life and submitting to him and his word and, and, and allowing these things, his word, to change you and transform us. Um, and, and then that's, again, that's the, uh, the middle part of it because after that you want to you flourish in God where you are spiritually mature uh, that you can help other people. Uh, that's the point of, of growth. Uh, we are adults and so we can take care of ourselves and that we can also help other people. That, 
that uh, constitutes a, a, a good adult, well-functioning citizen in this world that we can take care of ourselves and we can help other people. Well, it's the same in the kingdom of God because uh, once you come into it, uh, once you find Jesus and you start in all this, uh, Paul refers to them as babes in Christ. Or they need, they need milk of the word and they can't digest the, the meat and the strong things of it. And so whenever we all come to Christ, we are born again and therefore we are uh, following the natural per- process. We are a, a baby uh, in this new world, new kingdom. Uh, how many can attest that in the kingdom of God, in the church, it is comp- it's a different world than the world out there? Everything is different, new, uh, different customs and things and, and language, the way we do things and, and all of these things. And so you step into this new world and you really don't know much about what is going on. And so we, are a, we become a babe in Christ being born again. And so we have to grow in him, uh, begin to follow him and, and do all of these things and learn and, and uh, ingest all of these things of, of the kingdom of God. And we begin to grow and mature and ultimately, uh, the, the, the sign of, of maturity is what? You can take care of yourself and you can take care of others if, if they are in need, right? And so uh, we do that naturally. Uh, and so spiritually in the church, uh, we need to be doing that as well. And so uh, we need to be helping other people uh, that, that need help uh, to grow and mature because I'm sure somebody helped you along the way. Uh, taught you Bible studies or, or took you under their, their arm and, and, and comfort and, and, and taught you things. And so whenever we see new people come into the church and, and, and new members in the, uh, uh, that are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized, um, uh, shame on us if we just kind of let them go like, oh, hopefully they make it. We wouldn't do that for our children. We don't do those uh, for any, any toddlers or infants. Well, hopefully they make it in this, in this crazy world and they're able to grow up and, and be mature. No, uh, they have parents and grandparents and people that look out after them and, and watch over them. And, and so that has to be the mindset here in the church as well. Whenever we see new people that are coming in here, uh, if, if we're not going to do our part, then and we're, how, how are they going to mature and grow strong in the Lord if we're not willing uh, to come alongside them and say, hey, I've been in this for a while if they need anything or you want to get together in fellowship or do a Bible study or, or all these things. Um, uh, there is always plenty of work to do and, and people we can mentor and pour into uh, to help grow and mature. And so that is the sign of, uh, of somebody that is mature can help other people. And so we need to help people find Jesus, help them follow him, and then begin to flourish in him where they grow uh, and they can turn around and they can help other people as well. Um, and so that is the, uh, the art of, of making disciples is that you, you, you help them uh, uh, grow and mature and then they can turn around and they can repeat the process. The reason that we're here today is because somebody discipled you or your family or, or somebody in your life was discipled by somebody else, who they were discipled by somebody. Uh, we just don't uh, arrive here all on our own, but, but uh, God's hand is in it all, and through it all these 2,000 years, disciples have been made, and uh, that is how the, the, the torch and the gospel is carried on, and the apostolic doctrine is passed from generation to generation uh, through uh, making disciples and helping people flourish in him. Next slide, please. Amen. And so um, our, 
just the, the five stages of spiritual growth here. You got dead, you're spiritually dead, you're bound in sin, uh, you, don't, you, don't, you can't help yourself, and obviously you're an infant, you become a child and a young adult, uh, and, and then uh, a parent. Um, it says here, the spiritual young adult, in this stage people are making a big shift from being self-centered to uh, more other-centered. Uh, they're beginning to understand their role as a giver rather than a taker. Uh, they are ministering to others, putting others first, and they uh, are being doers of the word. And, and uh, liken that to teenagers. The teenagers, it's all about them, right? Uh, and so, uh, and, and that shift happens when he realizes it's not all about me. It's not about my needs or about my wants, but it's about others and the kingdom of God. And so when you're flourishing in him, you're a, a spiritual parent, um, has a solid understanding of God's word and a deep abiding relationship with God. Uh, they are living out God's word in their lives daily, and they are others-centered and God-dependent. They are able to reproduce mature disciples of Christ by inviting others to follow them as they follow Christ. And so that's where we all uh, should be. Uh, I know we, we, we all say, yeah, of course we're, we're, we're all mature. Um, but uh, one of the signs of that is helping others also grow and mature in Christ. Uh, and so uh, being... Um, being saints and being here um, at APT for any given time after the Holy Ghost, I would say after you got the Holy Ghost, after uh, give God a, a year or two, and you should be you should be pretty mature, uh, at least a lot further than you were uh, before. And so, uh, as um, somebody who is flourishing in God, we need to be looking into somebody else how we can help them out. And just and at times we're all we're all even if we're all mature we all still go through things and th go through valleys where we need a helping hand and so that's where a mature body is helping one another uh, through this because uh, it's not about us it's about the body of Christ it's about the church and so if we're gonna go anywhere with God we gotta go together right. The, the members of the body can't scatter and all run to the finish line, and, and hopefully we reform there. No, we have to go together. Uh, and so um, being mature in the Lord and in his word uh, is going to help everybody and help the church. Next slide, please. And so uh, APT member expectations uh, to be a functioning member, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many, are one body, so also is Christ. And so uh, I am here to make a contribution, to make a difference, and not to sit on the pew and benefit from everyone else's sacrifice. Uh, God has blessed me, and I want to serve, and I want to be a blessing to the church because, uh, again, it's not all about us. If it's all about us, we're a, we're a teenager or younger where we think it's about us. And so we are here to help contribute to the apostolic praise tabernacle and the growth of it in the future. Uh, number two, to be a unifying member. Ephesians 4 says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness and long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And so we have to do our part uh, to keep the unity of the Spirit, uh, endeavor to do that in the bond of peace. Now that obviously 
a lot of wrenches can be thrown into that. A lot of stuff happens, and we're, we're still human and uh, can be carnal at times. Uh, so, but again, it falls back on us uh, to be an edifying, a unifying member that we're going to do our part uh, to help to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit uh, and responding um, to things uh, in like manner may not may not do that. Some we have to be mature about it and respond accordingly uh, the way things uh, should be done, uh, regardless of what other people do, what other people what other people say. We have to make sure we are doing the right thing. We can't. We don't answer for you or your actions or what your words. Uh, I only answer for myself, uh, and so I have to, as a, a, a member of ap- apostolic praise, I have to do my part um, to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And many times that may be holding my tongue, biting my tongue, uh, and not saying what I want to say. Uh, and that goes for all of us. Uh, and so uh, um, we have to do our part. Don't gossip. We need to seek unity of the church. We put our personal desires aside for the good of the body, and we pray for our leaders and pray for one another as a, a member of the church. Next slide, please. Uh, number three, to be a giving member. Uh, Malachi 3 and 10, bring ye all the tithes in the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, in the house of God. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And so the church that I have been blessed to attend and desire to join is so great because it is supported by the giving of the members. And so we need your financial commitment to make it even better for the next person. We, we can just walk through the doors and say, man, what a beautiful church. What a blessing it is. Well, it's because people sacrifice for this, uh, not just of their time and their energy, but of their money as we're giving to the kingdom of God. And so uh, as members come and join, we also need to keep on uh, contributing and giving to that. And lastly, number four, a growing member, Hebrews 6 and 1, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. And so uh, as a member, I will strive for continual growth in my spiritual journey with Jesus through prayer, fasting, studying the word, and by serving uh, because when I better myself, the body is going to be strengthened. And so if we are continually improving ourselves. That adds to the strength of the body as a whole, and we are uh, stronger together as we move forward. Next slide, please. Uh, And so this is about um, uh, living as a a Christian. Sixteen of the 38 parables were concerned with how to handle money and possessions. The Gospels, one out of ten verses, deal directly with the subject of money. One out of ten, and, and, and we know how important Acts 2.38 and being baptized in Jesus' name, and, and we know how important that is, but uh, what beats that is Jesus talking about giving. One out of ten verses deal with money. Bible authors, 500 verses on prayer, 500, less than 500 verses on faith, but more than 2,000 verses on money and possessions. 
uh, Matthew 6, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so according to Scripture, stewardship of our treasure involves three distinct areas, tithing, uh, giving of, of offering, and, and of alms. We'll go through those. Tithing is, literally means a tenth, refers to the principle of returning to God a tenth of our increase. It is also known as the Lord's por- portion. Aren't you, aren't you thankful that God only asks for 10% back? Some people have a hard time giving 10% back. Well, what if God just says, well, I want 20 now? If you can't give 10, you're not going to give anything more. Uh, and so really God can do more with the 90 than we can with 100%. If we give God the 10%, that means the 90 is going to be blessed and it's going to go further. And the, the favor of God goes with the money because we've put him first and we've given back to the kingdom. Uh, and so that's how uh, the people of God are blessed when they even uh, deal with, uh, uh, they, have, they work with less than other people because people that you work with, they, they take 100% home. Um, and, and you're dealing with at least 90%. Uh, and, and so you can see how God blesses you uh, more than somebody who has 100%. Next slide, please. Um, and, and so uh, we, we know this part. We can go to the next slide talking about Cain and, and Melchizedek, how they, they bring, uh, uh, Abraham brings the tithes of Melchizedek. Uh, to uh, him. Um, Leviticus 27 and 30, and all the tithe of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord, it is holy unto the Lord. And so tithing is God's, it's holy. Uh, Really everything is God's and we're blessed to keep what God allows us to keep. And so uh, we, we, we talk about robbing God. Malachi, that, that verse talks about, will a man rob God? You've robbed me. In tithes and offerings. So people, uh, every day, uh, people uh, have the nerve to go and rob God. Um, we wouldn't rob, most people don't rob each other. Uh, wouldn't consider that because it's against the law and, we, you know, you get, there's punishment for that. But the Bible also talks about uh, punishments um, and, and curses as, as in Deuteronomy 28. Uh, and so one of them is uh, how we handle our money. And so we want to give of our tithes and offerings and money. Next slide, please. Uh, and so offering, uh, the second area of the stewardship of our treasure involves giving freely and willingly to the Lord. Because God uh, asks for 10%. Um, that's, that's what's required. Um, he speaks about. But he, there, there is no limitation. There is no minimum on an offering. Just an, uh, giving an offering that is of a free will offering. What we feel like we want to give. And the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And so we give this voluntarily to God with enthusiastic spirit. After we have paid to God what is rightfully his, his tithes, then we have the opportunity to decide what we are going to freely and joyfully give uh, through an offering. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man... Uh, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So God, God lets you decide uh, what, if you want to give an offering and, and how much that is. Uh, there's no minimum requirements, but uh, those who uh, give stingily uh, get that in return. As, as we see here in Luke 6, give and it shall be given unto you. 
uh, good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. And so, um, uh, however much, how, how you handle with giving offerings is the same way Jesus says is, is returned back to you. Uh, and so if you want to be generous, um, it it's, takes a lot of faith and sacrifice to give more than the required, the, the required 10% tithes. Uh, but God said if you give more, however you give, it's going to come back to you in one form or fashion or another. Uh, he says, shall men give into your bosoms. And so somehow God's going to work through somebody in your life to, get, to bless you because of how you've blessed God above and beyond what you're required to do. Um, and, and many people have a hard time with the 10%. I, I, uh, they're definitely going to struggle with any free will offering of, of anything above and beyond that. Uh, so, but I, wanna, uh, I want God to bless everything. Amen. Next slide, please. And so this is considered almsgiving, uh, involved giving, uh, giving a need to the needs of others. Uh, Acts 20 and 35, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Luke 4, 14, but when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the, the lame, and the blind, and thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. And so he's teaching here uh, to, to not just to give to God, but also to help others that are in need. And if you help them, uh, you give them alms or, or whatever it may be, food or, or whatever, give it to the poor, uh, they can't pay you back. And again, if you're looking to get paid back, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Uh, God said just give, and it, it is more blessed to give than to receive. We're not looking to get anything out of it. If God's going to bless it, then he's going to bless it. But I, God has blessed us uh, more than enough that we can give uh, above and beyond what God has even asked of us, and God will continue to bless uh, God is the greatest record keeper out there, and so to think that you you give somebody uh, five bucks and and you feel that you're cheated or whatever, uh, there's many people out there with needs and signs and and all these things. And uh, I used to not uh, um, I used to kind of turn a shoulder like everyone else does, uh, but then I started looking more into this about giving and and. Uh, really, I'm not. I'm not giving it to them. I'm just giving it to God. God, you're gonna you help them with this. This five dollars that I can easily go spend on a, a a coffee, I can give it to them. And whether they're lying to me or not, that's that's between them and God. God sees me being a blessing to somebody. Uh, and I'm not looking for an immediate return. Uh, I just want to be a blessing so that it flows through me, and I'm not going to be stingy with it. And so if they're going to lie and go do, buy something else with it, that's their problem. God, I believe God will bless me because I've, I bless them. And again, we're not doing it for a return, but we're looking to be a blessing to others. Uh, musicians, if you would come. Uh, and so uh, the ways that we give... Uh, of our of our sustenance of our money is through tithes, what God requires, um, and through an offering, a free will offering. We just want to be a blessing for what God has done. The other way that you can give is to help others that are actually in need and be a blessing unto them. Uh, and so, next slide, please. 
Uh, and so this is a, a picture of our offering envelope uh, and explaining it. Uh, tithes, obviously we, we understand what tithes is, offering, we know what offering is. Uh, faith promise, this is uh, money that we pledge that we help give to missionaries. Everything, faith promise, uh, we give to missionaries and we help uh, those that are, that are not here in the church. So faith promise goes out of here. We don't see that money. That money goes to be a blessing to others. Uh, we, we, we have missionaries. We, we support. I can't remember how many missionaries we support. Do you know how many? Maybe 30 missionaries every month we give money to. You help give money to. And that is through Faith Promise. So if you want to help, help, uh, help bless missionaries, uh, check the Faith Promise box and give money towards that. That also helps um, uh, men's and, and ladies' events out, uh, out, uh, not here. Um, it goes to orphanages, uh, uh, Tupelo's Children Mansion, uh, people that are actually in need. Uh, all of that is in faith promise because we're given to be a blessing to others. And so uh, that, all that money goes out of the church and to, to bless those out there. And also we have building fund to help with building uh, maintenance and projects and, and expansion and growth. You want to give to that. Uh, men's and many, ladies' ministries, you can give to that. Uh, and, and manna, this is the last one, manna. If you stand with me today, manna is... Uh, connected with that alms they talked about, the almsgiving, because manna uh, is the account, is the fund that we help those uh, that come that, ha that need something from God, or they, they, they need a financial need. Um, you know, we get people every now and then come through the doors, and they're asking, they have, they, everybody has a story. And, and um, uh, this money... Uh, goes to help those that actually need because that's what the Bible talked about in Luke, about giving to those who are poor and need and weak, um, not lo looking for anything in return, but to just to be a blessing, and, and God sees it all, and God keeps track of it all, uh, and so manna helps those that are in need, those that are poor or, or, or need uh, groceries or food or gas or something like that. There's an account that we have that we can bless and be a blessing to those around us, and so uh, that is how we, uh, we give in apostolic praise uh, of all the blessings that God has blessed us with. And uh, we know that we have more than we deserve. We have more to be thankful for than we can ever give back to him. And so this is just a small part of what God asks of us to give back to him. And I'm blessed to be able to do that. I'm, I'm thankful that I have the opportunity that I can come to a church and give and say, I'm going to give the foreign missionaries. I want to help spread the gospel to all the countries of the world. You can do that by helping give to Faith Promise and, and touch a life, touch a, a little boy or girl who's in an orphanage. But there's an apostolic apostolic orphanage that we have, that, that money gets sent to them, that they can teach them the apostolic doctrine and teach them about baptism in Jesus' name, that they can grow up and to be a part of the kingdom of God. Their, uh, money goes to all the needs uh, that we are aware of and connected to. And so it, just, it, it doesn't just stay here in the church, but we want to be a blessed. God has blessed this church, and so we are going to be a blessing to others. I believe God blesses us because we support 30 missionaries every month and keep pouring out and say it's not about us. It's about the kingdom of God and what we can do for our part. And so as individuals, as members of this, uh, of this body, we have to do our part 
uh, to keep it going forward so that those that come through the doors uh, in the future through a future revival or of a harvest are going to be touched because of what you have given, of your sacrifice, and how you've poured out because we have been touched. We come through these doors and we are blessed because of those that have went before us. And so it's not going to stop with me, but it's got to keep on going. And i got every week got to come and to give and to pour out because it's not about me. It's about how can I bless somebody? How can I be a, a part of the kingdom of God and help it grow together? Amen. Amen. Let's close our eyes as we sing this as we close out this service today. It's not about us. It's about you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything we have is really yours, Lord. Help us, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. Jesus, we exalt you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for all that you've done, your love, your grace, your mercy, your favor, God, you've poured out upon us. God, let it not stop with us, God, but let us continue to give and to be a blessing unto others so that you're, you can get all the glory. We thank you. We give you praise. 
Amen, amen. So now you understand uh, what we go through and our, a little bit more of our history and, and who we are as a church so that we can go together, move forward uh, together as one body. Amen.